You're listening to the Nomcast, a proud member of Forgotten Entertainment. Hello, and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. All right, a lot of movement has happened in the award season calendar, so on today's show, we will be doing the always fun Stock Up, Stock Down with the seven major Netflix films with a stronger focus this time on certain questionable opportunities at the Oscars. Here with me to join the fun is the co-host of the Film Review Podcast, Is It Worth It?, and the main host of the Road to the Oscars segment they do around this time every year, Mr. David Wong. How are you, sir? Hi, Andrew. Yes, I'm really well, buddy, and absolutely delighted to be on the show. Big fan of the show and really excited to talk Oscars and to talk Netflix's Oscars chances uh, come these much-anticipated Academy Awards. Yeah, we were talking off air, man. It's such a bizarre season thus far. You already got like some haymakers getting knock, <laughs> knocking certain uh, uh, nominations and people who we thought were were absolute slam dunks knocked down. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that. But obviously, with the hyper focus on the Netflix films, um, we'll start with the big dog. Uh, all puns included, I guess. With that one, <laughs> um, the power of the dog has always been kind of the number one, right? Uh, for mm. Netflix this whole season, you know, it, they had the big premiere at New York Film Festival that I went to. It's been talked up all throughout the fall film festival schedule, and now we're starting to see. More and more nominations came through. We had Golden Globe nominations and wins. We have Critics' Choice, even though that show got pushed back. That's you know a little mm. bit uh, of an issue at this point for, for <laughs> any Oscar pundits to be like, darn it, we thought we had more to work with here. Um, but we did get also SAG nominations, so the guilds have started to put their stamp, although you know some of the other major ones we still have a few weeks uh, to go uh, as far as like WGA, I think is next, and then Producers Guild and all that. So this movie has a few things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I think the best actor category is slowly but surely becoming a a, a tighter one. It's not a full five, but I think it's really kind of up for grabs. So I wanted to get your opinion on stock up, stock down. Best actor win at the Oscars for Benedict Cumberbun. <laughs> <laughs> for Mr. Cumberboo, I've got it as stock slightly down with Will Smith taking the Golden Globe. But um, Cumberbatch leads the way at, at the Critics Awards by, by some way, Andrew, with 18 wins. Sure. Nicholas Cage is second with nine. Andrew Garfield is third with six. And Will Smith only has two so i believe cumberboo will win the critics choice which will be a real sign of strength and also going into bafta um i think i think he's got a strong hand at bafta but i still have to put it as a a stock down simply because you know that's that's all hypothetical if he wins this if he wins that at the moment will smith i think is the is the leader of the pack having won that golden globe um but but cumberboo still has a very strong hand and i rewatched the power of the dog recently and his performance is absolutely magnificent i i totally agree with that last uh sentiment and a lot of what you said i mean the tough part 
for me, if you think about that film, is it it doesn't focus on him all the time. You know, he's kind of this, you know, spirit kind of hanging around people a lot of the time and and kind of pulls back versus maybe something like Will Smith's appearance yeah. or or, or uh, even Andrew Garfield's performance where he's in the center of the frame the whole movie. Uh, so those things are at play. Will Smith and Andrew Garfield both getting wins at the Golden Globes definitely sets this a little bit further back. It is a stock down for me. Um, The ensemble award going to King Richard for SAG helps Will Smith even just a little bit too. Mm. Um, So I think, you know, overall those kind of things packaged together, it definitely makes at least maybe if he had a stronger footing where maybe people mm. thought he was going to win. I think maybe it's more even amongst the three, where, like you said, we got a bunch of things coming up where you're going to need winners to kind of really yeah. push this thing forward between you know Critics' Choice, SAG, uh, the type of things that will, will propel people forward. I agree with you, actually, about Critics' Choice and probably BAFTA. Um, Cumberbatch has uh, a great chance with those, but mm. you're right. It is a wait and see. It's a very much an if thing. Uh, the one thing, obviously, you know, the, with the BAFTAs, the hometown crowd, it doesn't help Will Smith at all. You know? <laughs> no, no. And obviously we've gone through, you know, their own iterations of BAFTA so white and things like that mm. and, and had even stuff like what, like Viola Davis not getting in last year at all, yeah. right, or whatever. So that was tough. So – Unfortunately for Will Smith, uh, that doesn't look great on something that's a major precursor. So yeah, yeah. So maybe we could be talking something different in a in a month from now. Yes, definitely. But we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I agree. Stock down for for Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, best supporting actor win for Cody Smith McPhee. Stock up or stock down, David. Um, stock up for me, obviously, um, a Golden Globe winner, um, and he's he's the current bookmaker's favourite in that category. And of all the acting awards, I think Cody Smith McPhee now has the strongest hand for Netflix. Um, I think he's a very solid leader um, in that category, the one to beat. And you know, you mentioned um, Benedict Cumberbatch's character sort of being this lingering presence. Well, Cody Smith McPhee, that's when he steps in, and that's when he steps up to the plate, and he gives a a heartbreaking performance, a powerful performance, a really notable performance. Um, I think it's definitely, uh, for me, um, a stock up on Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, he carries that second half of the film. Yeah. And, and that is, a, I think, his biggest advantage amongst everybody else. Because if you talk about some of the, the more stronger competitors against him, uh, like uh, Kotzer from Coda, you know, like, mm. yes, he has some scenes. And that's usually what you get with a supporting for performance usually get scenes that linger in people's mind that go yes i like that that's good but this one cody smith mcphee is just the movie practically Mm. for the second half so i think he has a bit of a leg up there so for me this is definitely a stock up he just keeps winning um you know like you mentioned the golden globes he's got the sag uh critics choice and bafta long list nominations you know, it, it's one of those things that I think the only thing that can really torpedo him would be star power because right on the outside fringes, you have Ben Affleck in the tender bar and Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza that people could just go, I know him, I love him, <laughs> and just kind of move towards that. And 
if Power of the Dog is not, you know, maybe the winner of Best Picture, we'll get to that next, then maybe that knocks him down a peg that if people just don't love the film and it doesn't carry for them, then maybe something else can enter the fray and star power is probably the easiest thing for people to latch onto in the Academy. Mm. So what do you think about that? Like somebody coming off the top rope there at this point? I think that's a, a fascinating angle. And, and, and this Bradley Cooper angle, I tweeted about this. Like I believe Bradley Cooper should have won the Oscar for a star is born. Correct. And I believe Lady Gaga should have won the Oscar for a star is born. And I've got this mad theory that come Oscars Sunday, maybe Lady Gaga wins. And from, from like the way outside lane, Cooper has just come steaming in. <laughs> and that SAG nomination for Cooper, like I watched Licorice Pizza um, a couple of days ago, and he has very minimal screen time. Yes. But the presence he has when he's on screen, the performance he gives is like harrowing. So he's he's a fascinating outsider on on the inlook. But like you said, that star power, you know, Bradley Cooper, multiple nominations. You know, there's lots of people campaigning for him to win that Oscar. So Cody Smith McPhee has that star power to contend with. That's a, that's a great great point, Andrew. Yeah, and people love Affleck too. And Tender Bar, he's oh, yeah. kind of the, he's <laughs> definitely the best part of a movie that's just mm. okay. I, I yeah. loved uh, hearing my, my favorite uh, uh, film podcast, uh, <laughs> The Big Picture, um, uh, describe the Tender Bar as an elongated Wonder Years episode. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And I'm like, mm. and that's the reasons why I give it more of the benefit of the doubt, but also recognize that it's not very good. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but he is definitely the best part of that film. And he's in a lot of it. He gets a lot more screen time yeah. than say Cooper does. Um, and I believe uh, he was also SAG nominated, correct? Mm. Uh, yes. So you're going to see a little bit more for that. So that's, it's an interesting theory to, and something to keep an eye on because if, nominations turned into wins Woo. yes we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get all kinds <laughs> of topsy-turvy with that one um the mm. last one for power of the dog like i mentioned um stock up stock down best picture win at the oscars for me um it's actually stock up um the golden globe winner for best picture drama beating belfast I really fancied the power of the dog to beat Belfast at the Golden Globes, and and that did come to fruition. And I, and upon a rewatch, I'm delighted because I think I prefer the power of the dog to Belfast. Ten Critics' Choice nominations, um, where I expect the power of the dog to do very, very well. Uh, also showed up well on the BAFTA long list. Um, at the moment, in my ten, the power of the dog is number one. Like I said, I really enjoyed that rewatch. Having, if you listen to my pod, I sort of roasted it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Upon the first watch, I think foolishly I completely misunderstood it. Um, I, I just, like I said to you in the pre-show, I had a long commute into London. It was the end of the London Film Festival. It was a very early screening. Maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind, but at home, sitting down, studying this movie, I really enjoyed it. So it's a stock up for me. And it is the bookmaker's favorite to win Best Picture, Andrew. A Netflix film is the front runner, according to the bookmakers, <laughs> for that elusive Best Picture win. So, um, and the final thing I will say, just in terms of its Best Picture chances, I think it wins Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars, as well as Director. And I think that really boosts its chances up of, of that elusive Best Picture win. So it's a big stock up for me, actually, on this one. Yeah, I, I think my take, unfortunately, because you mentioned like, yeah, the, the number one betting choice for uh, Best Picture. <laughs> I've heard this before. 
I've heard yeah, this before. Yeah, I've yeah. heard this with Roma. Um, and I guess that's why I take kind of just a slightly mm-hmm. wider view of this whole thing where, yes, you can see wins and nominations all over the place for this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that if you're a Netflix movie and you're trying to compete at the Oscars, you better be undeniable. You better yeah. be like heads and shoulders above because you get ticked down because, again, it happened to Roma. There's been so many times where uh, a film was like, oh, this has the best chance to win. How many times did people say The Irishman before it got knocked back down <laughs> to earth because yeah. nobody believed in Parasite and everybody leaned towards Scorsese? Nope. Mm. Uh, when people, uh, you know, Trial of the Chicago 7, that had a bunch of momentum for a long time, and then they're like, Oh no, nobody likes this movie. <laughs> what? What what happened mm. to that? And so that got knocked down and got out of the way uh for a Nomad Land win. So yeah. we've gone through this is kind of what I'm saying. So to me, mm. uh my, the reason for me to say slightly stocked down, um, yes, they won Golden Globe for Best Drama, but Belfast is the one that I'm worried about the most and it keeps winning things. It won uh screenplay at the Golden Globes, it has the ensemble nom at SAG. It has more categories on the BAFTA long list than The Power of the Dog. Could be a little bit, uh, you know, slightly not home cooking, but closer to home cooking for that. So in my mind, they need to put away Belfast uh, because yeah. it seems like they're, you know, it's a better movie, but they're the green book to the, you know, mm. Power of the Dog Roma in this situation. So to me, I need more proof. <laughs> I need to see, you know, PGA. I honestly don't even think Critics' Choice would, if they won, I would be mm. like, okay, that makes sense because it's been winning with the critics all this time. But to me, Academy voters are not critics. Yeah. And so to me, I need to see other proof of that they like this movie so much that it's going to be, you know, a, a win at the end of the day. So to me, mm. I'm still slightly down because I needed just more of a beating <laughs> for this yeah, yeah. to, to no, make I understand. me feel better. A, a, a compelling case. I can see your trepidation, Andrew, of, of of a possible Netflix Best Picture winner. But like you said, you know, we've seen these front runners. The thing about a front runner is they've got a target on their back and they're there yeah. to be shot down. Um, the thing I would say from a betting angle, the market changes all the time. But um, that lack of a SAG ensemble for The Power of the Dog is a concern it is a concern and i will touch upon that actually later in the pod but no for me it's still a stock up and it's it's amazing that i'm stock up you're stock down um but yeah two compelling arguments i'd say yeah and that's what scares me <laughs> i think uh you know, <laughs> you know i'm from the wounded bird perspective where it's yeah. like yeah i've seen this before and i just need more proof i think an optimist who's already looking at the facts on the page could definitely tell a different story and that seems to be where you're at and I'm not hating it. I hope for the best. It would do uh, wonders <laughs> for me. Uh, go back and listen to our review and all the heavy stuff we mm. did with uh, Mike, Mike, and Oscar for that one, yeah. please. Um, uh, probably the hottest Netflix movie right now is Don't Look Up. Uh, that's the movie we're going to talk about next. Um, definitely uh, a roller coaster of things. I'm going to start with probably the tougher one to talk about first stock up stock down any acting nominations at the oscars for this film david what do you got i'm going stock down here um f- i believe there's no specific showing for any individuals at sag for Correct. um for don't look up so 
that hurts it. But I've said before, you know, and you talked about that star power. Um, you know, someone like Leo, it, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if he got a nomination. It really, really wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he will. But if he was to pop up on Oscars, Oscars nominations day, I'd go, yeah, you know, it's Leo. The Academy love him, sort of. Right. <laughs> and and um, but for me, no, it's a, it's a, in terms of specific individual acting nominations, it would be a stock down for me. But like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if if, if Leo popped up. Not that I think he will. Yeah, I'm still uh, stocked down, same as you. Uh, the one thing I thought was the the story of a lot of things, not just uh, the best actor category, but being the Ricardos is loved a lot more on SAG, and I think that shouldn't be a shock, but it it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to see if it keeps getting more and more and more love because Bardem, in my eyes, leapfrog Leo for that yeah. fifth spot. Um, now, could that you know, get twisted around soon. Sure. If don't look up wins best ensemble, maybe we go, well, he is kind of the main person of that ensemble. Does that, uh, rise him up? But you're right. The lack of individual ones is a problem for that. Uh, they also lost at the golden globe. Uh, and that was probably their best chance to make some noise. So yeah, I think right now, I don't, I think Jennifer Lawrence is out on any kind of like best actress conversation. I think, uh, Rylance is probably out on best supporting actor because that category gets more and more stacked as we go. And it's the only time I've seen his name recently. I think he was on the BAFTA long list, but Mm. I don't think that's really gonna come through. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that a lot of those major categories are all kind of filled out and boxing out, uh, don't look up, but I would say what I have as a stock up um, is their best picture nomination at the Oscars. What do you have for that, David? Yeah, I have stock up and quite a sort of real big, massive, strong, muscular stock up. Yeah. Um, Because that SAG Ensemble nomination is huge. I think that's absolutely massive. And I think that confirms that Don't Look Up will be nominated for best picture at the Oscars. And I can see why they've given it SAG Ensemble because across that card, um, across those performances, they're brilliant from Leo to Jonah Hill to um, Rylance. I mean, Rylance gives one of the creepiest, most (laughs) compelling, bizarre performances of the season. But as an ensemble cast, it's great. I was a big fan of Don't Look Up, actually. Really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, and yeah, for me, it's a, it's a big stock up on, on, on its best picture chances, nomination chances. I don't think Don't Look Up's a genuine best picture contender, um, but I think it's definitely going to get nominated. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could talk, you could probably make a case uh, for it a little bit because of how strong it's coming on right now. But mm. um, again, I, I don't see it. I'm with you. I still think it's in that second tier, uh, at least for that. Um, but yeah, the SAG Ensemble's huge. Um, it had more categories in the BAFTA long list than even Power of the Dog did. Yeah. Um, it was recently named the number two all-time original movie for Netflix. So people are watching this thing like crazy. Um, it's only behind Red Notice all time. So especially wow. for a movie, usually... Oscar films, especially Netflix Oscar films, are not something that gets watched a ton. They're usually not on the list. The Irishman, I think, was the closest thing to being like still in the top 10 all time or still in that top 10. And that's obviously 
the biggest name, Scorsese, like the whole mm. thing. So that's a, a, a big swing. And this movie obviously has amazing star power too. So Netflix yeah. is kind of seeing a theme. If Red Nose is your number one and that's got three massive stars right now in it, star power works. It still mm. opens movies for people who are saying, you know, uh, movie stars are dead. No, they're living at Netflix and they're, they're making all the money. So this is a big deal, though, I think, because especially for an academy that, you know, they're going to watch what's available first. You know, they always yeah. go to the they're always going to at least watch the Netflix opportunities because they all have Netflix. Um, so whether it means anything at the end of the day, I think it at least means a nomination um, and but it's going to be one of the weaker nomination because it doesn't have a lot of support across the board. And in fact, I thought they even had a good chance of getting that uh, best original song even. But I think even mm. that started to go away, which is fascinating to watch as that goes through. So it would be odd if this movie basically has best original screenplay and best picture nomination. And that's it. But yeah. weirdly enough. It seems like that is happening in a year where we're going to get a definitive 10. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And like you said, you know, th those viewing figures for Netflix, that's important, you know, because people are watching this film. People are talking about this film. And we've seen it before with things like Roma that maybe aren't as accessible to the Netflix audience. Yeah. Something like um don't look up is is you know if someone said to me what's the one film you should watch on netflix at the moment i would say don't look up you know i would say this is a really good film and it's about as subtle as a stampeding herd of rhinoceros <laughs> um it's 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 really not subtle at all but it has an important message as well and it gives leo that opportunity to talk about a film and climate change which we all know he's wanted to do for for his for his whole life right. and he's if you follow him on twitter he's sort of advocating his causes of climate change whilst plugging the movie. Um, so yeah, I think don't look up is, is, is strong for that, for that, um, for that nomination. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another movie that I'm, I'm curious to know where it stands on something like that is tick, tick, boom, because it's another one of those, like, is it going to get a best picture nomination with just basically having, a best actor nomination and that's it is it going to get more support on different categories so let's start there tick tick boom best actor win at the oscars for andrew garfield stock up or stock down david um for me it's stock up um golden globe win in best actor comedy or musical uh, and the critics choice and sag nomination and you know, Will Smith's definitely leading that category. And then in behind, close in behind, you've got Cumberboo and you've got um, Andrew Garfield. And when I was on the fabulous Mike, Mike and Oscar podcast, I actually said that I fancy Garfield. I think he's got a chance. I think he could do well at SAG. Um, I think Cumberpatch could do well at Critics' Choice and BAFTA. But I think um, Garfield could take the SAG, which will make the Oscars race fascinating but for me it's definitely a stock up um i i'm really looking forward to the next uh the next one best picture but i'm fascinated to hear for you is is garfield for you is he stock up or stock down i definitely think he's stock up because of mm. the golden globe win and the interesting thing as we get it pared down to five when you see the nomination side by side as I mentioned before, I think it's those three. It's a three-headed monster right now, and yeah. we're going to end up getting it resolved between critics and, and SAG and all these other 
precursors as we get on the road to the Oscars to uh, borrow your uh, segment there. But, <laughs> but I will say that the interesting thing for me is that it is the only musical in the category. And a lot of times that usually tips some scales, right? There's usually either the Will Smith of it all with being a biopic, which people mm. love people playing famous people, right? So we've seen that with Bo Rap. We've seen that with you know many times. Judy in the Best Actor side. We've seen it a bunch of times recently. It seems like if you play a recognizable person, then people will go awesome. I don't mm. think Will Smith's uh you know Richard Williams is as much of a a front and center character like larger in life. Like he's not Freddie Mercury. Um, mm. you know, so that might be not as strong as I think. So in the other side. If people are singing and dancing and, and and doing a whole uh you know musical rap on top of strong acting performances, <clears throat> they tend to do pretty well. So to me, if it's even right now, who knows? You might see Garfield if Garfield surprises the critics' choice, then it's over to me. But Wow. Uh because if he's beating Cumberbatch in Cumberbatch's strong suit yeah. being the critics then that says a lot. But SAG, obviously, you know, they're all competing. So, and it's in an actor, you know, precursor that's big in terms of, of crossover. So I will definitely be just waiting to see who wins that to really kind of put a stamp on anything. Yep. But I, I'm saying, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a wild thing about musicals where, you know, usually people just gravitate towards like those type of things at the end of the day. Yeah, no, compelling points, and and like you said, I just, I believe Cumberbatch will win Critics' Choice. I really do believe that. I think the evidence from all the critic circles and all the you know critic awards around the states shows that he's probably going to win Critics' Choice. But if um, if Garfield was to take Critics' Choice, like you say, that would be a real sign a sign of strength. And like I said, I do expect him to win SAG. Yeah. So it it's you know. And I don't think Will Smith is as bulletproof as some people think. Um, I agree. I, 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 I just don't think he's. I mean, of the two, he's stronger than Christian Stewart uh, for obvious reasons in sure. those lead categories. But he's not bulletproof, and he's got a target on his back. And Cumberbatch or Garfield are, are closely in behind. Yeah, and obviously King Richard getting the SAG ensemble helps. Will yes. Smith a little bit in that category, uh, or at least it tips it slightly in his favor as we get closer to it. But yeah, that is a race that's going to be hotly contested up until Oscar Sunday. Because even if people win, you might go, well, it might still change. So because yeah, yeah. it can easily happen. The more uh, people you get into the into the category, you know, more wins, more nominations, more thoughts. I mean, it's going to be wild as we get down to that. Um, but one thing that's still kind of lingering out there, like I mentioned uh, for the beginning of this category, does this movie have enough momentum when it's mm. had, it's been in a lot of top tens all year long. Does it still stick as a best picture nomination? Stock up, stock down, David. 
Well, I've got to refer to a, a tweet that I put out on the back of watching Tick, Tick, Boom. I put, um, Andrew is Andrew Garfield a genuine Oscars contender? Yes. Is Tick, Tick, Boom a best picture contender? No. And that was like me poking Andrew with a cattle prod because <laughs> <laughs> I know, listening to his pod, how much of a fan he is of Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Um, for me, best picture, I'm afraid, Andrew, it's a stock down. Um, it does get the Critics' Choice nomination for best picture and uh, six categories on the um, BAFTA long list, including picture. However, from a, uh, this is a personal take. I'm still not convinced it gets a Best Picture nom. And of course, now I've said that, it will 100% be, <laughs> be nominated. Um, and this is where I wanted to bring in, and I've got to mention it, sorry, on the show, House of Gucci, because... That SAG Ensemble nomination for House of Gucci hurts something like Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, where, whereas Tick, Tick, Boom could have got in on, on that ensemble there. Something like House of Gucci getting in means to me and a, a, a lot of other people, what, opinions aside of that movie, I think House of Gucci's getting in the 10. Yeah. And that bumps Tick, Tick, Boom back. Um, I've got nine at the moment and I've got a few outside looking in. Uh, and at the moment, I don't have Tick, Tick, Boom in my 10, but I do have a 10th spot free. Um, so from a personal take, it's a stock down for me. Yeah, I I understand all that. And yes, maybe I am slightly colored. If you listened to our <laughs> top five last week, yeah. um, my number one Netflix film of the year is this movie. So of course, yeah. yes, uh, it might do that. But my reason for a stock slightly up is not so much its own personal momentum it's kind of the the scaling back of other films that i think have lost more momentum um mm. so to me films like licorice pizza i don't see any it, for it to not get any individual sag nominations outside of bradley cooper i think that sets it back a little bit um it didn't do as well as some other films even on the bafta long list or some of these other things which could have brought them out to the forefront definitely even golden globes that didn't show up well so like i would need a lot more for somebody to tell me why this lands in the top 10 uh at this point even though i like it i like it quite a bit and a lot of people do it has, it's one of the best reviewed films of the year so it would have to do better at say critics choice or something for people to really sit up and take notice um same kind of goes for drive my car it's probably going to win best international feature you know mm. hands down but there was a chance there especially with 10 nominees that that was gonna maybe be sneaking into the 10 and i think there's been a bunch of reasons where or things where i thought it could have done better in other other categories at certain things like even the BAFTA long list right um we'll talk about hand to god later and some of the other international stuff but it didn't like have a bunch of awards up and down or even on the long list uh for a movie that people think this is you know heads and shoulders above all the other ones to where it could get in the top 10 pictures of the year um so it didn't um, so to me, that kind of, you know, brought it back down to earth a little bit. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's also a three hour movie uh, that's really kind of uh, narrow. I haven't seen it just yet. So obviously, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll criticize it when it comes. But I mean, as far <laughs> as uh, being in the top 10, I think it lost some momentum there. Other people have lost momentum. Nightmare Alley, uh, where it seems to be getting craft 
notifications and not really uh, in terms of acting or screenplays mm. or things like that. So if that's really where it lands, then it's probably not a Best Picture nomination, even with Guillermo del Toro uh, winning for Shape of Water recently and yep. having this be kind of his follow-up. Um, also, Spencer, you know, if Kristen Stewart takes a step back, the whole movie takes a step back. Um, there was a thought of Spider-Man, you know, possibly getting in because of its mm. box office numbers. I haven't seen it anywhere to where it has any momentum to get into the 10. Um, I agree with you that House of and Ricardo's are on the come up. Um, so they're going to land in. But I think the my my thing is I have Tick, Tick, Boom in and the, the three who are on the like that cusp right now is probably Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, licorice pizza and the lost daughter and i think lost daughter doesn't get it even though it has a lot to say uh mm. right now in terms of you know a lot of nominations and, and you know it did really well at the uh uh bafta long list as well um so this could do better maybe than i think especially for having a potential best actress candidate which we'll again get to in a moment um but of those three films, I don't see any reason why those would make it over Tick, Tick, Boom outside of the fact that somebody will say, really, we're going to let three Netflix films in out of the 10? That's mm. really the only reason why I can see that right now because, you know, who has a better resume? And honestly, like, like because you're, you're seeing Denzel, right? But you're yeah. not seeing a lot of nomination stuff outside of that. You might see cinematography, but that's even kind of on the periphery um so does it have enough resume to to get in as the 10th not really mm -hmm. licorice pizza you know the the leads in your in your category don't get in and sag so it doesn't look like it's going to get in at, on the main show for the oscars so that doesn't look very good and then you know the lost daughter it might get adapted screenplay domination plus olivia coleman so maybe it has a little better resume then tick tick boom, but if if those two are in the dogfight, you know what are we talking about here? So uh, it, it's it's a coin flip at that point. So to me, I still think it's hanging on. Um, mm. Do you have any reaction to any of my uh, nonsensical garbage that I just spat? <laughs> I, I think it's you know you've put across a, a a really a really you know strong strong argument there. I've got to be honest, like when when it comes to um, tick tick boom getting in the ten, like. I'm not really giving it a fair shout. I've only seen it the once, and personally, I was a huge fan of Garfield, but the, the whole overall piece didn't sit right with me. But hey, we know the power of a rewatch, right. and um, the power of the dog, I adored it on a rewatch, wasn't a huge fan the first time. So I'm coming at this from more of a personal angle, right. um, and, and, and often, Andrew, the good news is I'm often wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For a betting man as you are, that's yeah. not a good thing. I'm surprised you still have your trousers on there, sir. <laughs> so the the good news is I'm often wrong. So yeah, I, I for, for me I have a solid nine, uh, which includes Licorice Pizza actually, um, and I've got to fill that tenth spot. And maybe upon a rewatch, um, Tick Tick Boom might go in there for me. But look, I'm not an Academy member, so right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, here's the thing. I think there's about six or seven locked in nominations, mm. and then those last three is just going to be just wait and see to see all the bodies and whoever's gonna to bring mm. something up because like i said i think the big thing for me being uh having tick tick boom be in is that le going into a lot of things 
especially even like Critics' Choice has it in for a Best Picture nomination. Mm. Uh, you know, Golden Globe, it was up for Best Picture. You can't say that about Lost Daughter. You can't say that about uh, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. So, like, I and or even Nightmare Alley. So it's like mm. you really have to look at those things, I guess. But again, a lot of that is critic based. So I need to see more in terms of what some of these larger bodies think the producers guild like PGA and SAG and things like that to really kind of lock in on that. Yeah. I think the PGA, I mean, that's such an important precursor for best picture, not only in terms of who gets nominated, but who wins that PGA. Um, I think what is fascinating though, is that the Academy, look, the Oscar ratings haven't been great in recent years. Do the Academy want more people to tune in? Yes. How do they get more people to tune in more? But arguably by nominating films that people have seen. So that's where you get an argument where something like Spider-Man No Way Home could sneak in at number 10. I mean, like you said, there's no evidence for that. Right. Um, no Time to Die, the James Bond. Are they going to want to see that off with a, you know, wave Daniel Craig off with a, with a parade? Yeah. So that number 10 spot is fascinating. And what I need to see is I need set my personal opinions aside i need some evidence and we'll get that evidence when we get the pga nominations hey david just a real quick check-in do you know who's in spider-man no way home that happens to be in another nominated film uh yeah andrew yes, garfield for dick dick yes. so yeah yes sorry to spoil something that's been out there in the ether for a month um but yeah mm. andrew garfield is star is starring in the yeah. biggest movie right now, so you yeah. know that is helpful. Um, yes, that is. Yeah, you know, and Benedict Cumberbatch probably point. couldn't hurt him either, but he's in it uh, in a lesser role and not as much of a sentimental favorite, mm. I guess, as far as uh, this movie goes. Uh, that's blowing up everywhere. So that's something that uh, you know it can't hurt Andrew Garfield and it can't hurt Benedict Boom. Um, and maybe people just you know they love them some Garfield, so we'll see how it goes. Hi, I'm Mike Phil. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment family i swear i talk more in the episodes do you like beer do you like podcasts do you like beer podcasts then check out crack and one open a podcast about brews news and pop culture reviews every week we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country and sometimes the world we'll talk about how it was made what's in it the history of the brew and the brewery then we'll give our tasting notes and while we're finishing up we'll talk about some of the latest goings on in the world of pop culture so check out crack and one open with mike and elise part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. The next film, uh, Lost Daughter, we we mentioned a lot of these things. I want to get right into theirs. Best Actress win for Olivia Coleman at the Oscars. Stock up, stock down, David. Uh, For me, it's stock up. Um, And the reason it's a stock up is the loss for Christian Stewart, I just think, blows this race wide, wide open. I mean... Nicole Kidman is now the the favourite to win the Oscar, um, but Coleman makes SAG and BAFTA long list, um, and I think the BAFTA could be hers. You know, I think Coleman could take the BAFTA, um, and that gives her a really really strong hand. For me, 
I I said on my podcast in a, in a multiple universe theory, <laughs> Christian Stewart gets nominated in every universe. Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong because her nomination is hanging by a thread now. Um, because no actress has ever won an Oscar without first being nominated at SAG. Right. So this is this is fascinating. I think it blows the race wide open. Uh, I think from a race that two weeks ago everyone was saying was locked, was done, was finished, it was a cooked goose. Now yeah. the goose is out of the oven. The goose is out of the oven now. And it's it's fascinating. But for me, for Coleman, it's a stock up. See, I think this is all dependent on where you thought she was before all this stuff happened. Mm. To me, I thought she was neck and neck with Stewart when this comes up. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, you can say like, oh, well, if Stewart's out, she's on her own. But now, to me, I see this as a stock slightly down. And I say that because of Nicole Kidman. And yeah. her win at Golden Globes could be a, hey, this is the Golden Globes thing. But when yeah. she also kind of replaces... Uh, Kristen Stewart at SAG for Best Actress, you go, oh, my God, does this have more momentum than I think it does? I think, uh, you know, obviously we have a few more things to kind of shape up that story. And Olivia Coleman will probably have some help at BAFTA, especially because yes. I believe they consider Lost Daughter a British film, if I remember. I believe they do, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that might help. In terms of, it definitely helped in terms of how many categories they got in. Mm. Um, but to me, yeah, it, it this is a movie that you know th she's their best chance at winning anything, and they're gonna put all their momentum behind it. But God, Kidman uh, also being in a film that's on Amazon Prime, so it's gonna get watched by a lot of people. The Academy is old and white. Everybody knows this. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, a movie about, you know, uh, uh, the backdrop of I Love Lucy and, and having Nicole Kidman playing such an iconic person, it yeah. feels like a Judy win to me. It feels <laughs> like a Renee Zellweger thing. Um, yeah, so Kidman hasn't won in a long time. She won for the hours, you know, over a decade ago. So it's something that maybe, maybe they're bringing her back to the forefront. You know, Olivia Coleman's one more. You know, if it depends on what story you like, right, David? <laughs> like, mm. you know, if people are like, well, Coleman's won a lot lately. Um, mm. She's been nominated a ton. Do we still give her another win? You know, because I think deservedly so. I think she's better than Kidman uh, if you're talking head to head. But to me, you know, the, the Kidman story and a very sentimental thing for an older crowd could propel her right into that number one spot so to me this is why i'm saying slightly down but it is very much i feel like uh, you're you're bringing all the optimism into my <laughs> podcast where i'm just like yeah but you know it's a netflix movie and we'll see you know it's always the kind of defeatist attitude so mm. this is why i'm having you here to give me the reality check to that boost maybe you I up need. yeah Exactly, because I am, you know, I'm in the tank, but I'm also like drowning in the tank sometimes where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, Netflix movies get tons of nominations, but they never win, you know, mm. the, the major categories. Is this year any different or are we just going to go, God damn it, I should have seen this all along. I said it early on in the races. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's celebrate this movie because it's going to lose. So, mm. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. The only other thing for Lost Daughter uh, that I think uh, I had was 
Uh, Jesse Buckley, you know, I think we talked about it on our review of it. Like, she has some things kicking around for Best Supporting Actress nomination, but I want to see your opinion. Stock up, stock down on Jesse Buckley sneaking in to Best Supporting Actress. Well, I can I can bring a bit of doom and gloom here, Andrew, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a sort of, you know, back to reality check. For me, it's a stock down. Um, just simply, I, I just don't see Jesse Buckley making the Oscars five. Um, I've tried to sort of juggle it around with with the uh, with, with the card there. And DeBose is, is, is a strong favorite in that category. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think. We'll, we'll touch upon that maybe later in the pod again, but she looks very, very solid. And no, I um, for 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 Buckley, it would be um, stock down. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same way. I thought she had a possible nomination, and honestly, uh, we'll talk about it in a sec. I think someone else in another Netflix movie might have taken her spot. Um, yeah. So because you know maybe if she showed up at SAG. We're having a different conversation, um, but she didn't. Um, she's still hanging on with a. She's in the BAFTA long list. Maybe you know because again, the they love her over there, and you know she's in a a movie that's considered a British film. Maybe mm. she gets some kind of elevation from BAFTA, but I doubt it. Um, so I think right now it's unfortunately a stock down for a performance I very much enjoyed. Um, and some people say is their favorite of that movie. So that's why I thought like still, you know, something to hang around for that film. Uh, the next film is passing and they really, this whole season have really had one real big Oscar possibility. And that is Ruth Nega for best supporting actress. Stock up, stock down for a nomination at the Oscars for Ruth Nega. It's it, this is a tough one, um, and I, like I said, I'm I'm like a clown here, Andrew, just juggling <laughs> balls, trying to work out what the five's going to be. But I've got it as a as a stock down, and I just think Ariana DeBose is really strong in this category. She won the Golden Globe. She gets the SAG nomination. Uh, Ruth Nega also gets the SAG nomination, but I just think. In terms of the five, it's a, it's a stock down for me, um, and you know how much I like my um, I like my betting, my Oscars betting. Yeah. Um, Ruth Negger is twenty five to one. She's about seventh or eighth in the betting, which would suggest, from a betting perspective, that the bookmakers don't expect her to win. And actually, looking at the books, they don't actually even expect her to get nominated. Um, so for me, it's a stock down. Uh, in terms of the performance, passing was a a, a roller coaster that sort of really peaked in that in that final act um a very mm. powerful final act uh, and a brilliant performance from Ruth Negger I wouldn't be disappointed if she was nominated um, but I don't think she will be yeah I have her as the fifth uh so I have her as stuck up um because, oh wow because I think that Sagnom told me a lot more because she was kind of hanging out in this area of like all right she got the indie spirit noms she you know got the Gothams okay cool is this film this small little wonder, you know, something nice that came out of Sundance and we're all going to be like, she was the best part of a movie that got recognized on a lower level. Excellent. <laughs> but then came the Golden Globe nomination. Now comes the SAG nomination. So she's adding up all the things. She's in the BAFTA long list. So to me, I think her stock is up. Um, I'd be interested uh, to see who people think are their fives. Like, cause to me, I'm like, okay, I agree with you. Debose, she's probably 
one of the categories that I think is kind of locked. I think she's going to win, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Belf, you got uh, from Belfast, you got Anjanu Ellis from King Richard. You know, I think she's in, even though I think she was out on SAG, wasn't she? She was, yeah. So that's a which tough was, one. Which was a surprise. Yeah. Um, and I forget who the, the other two would be off the top of my head. Cause I, uh, you, I mean, you've got Rita Moreno, um, Ann Dowd, um, Kate Blanchett could get in there as well. Kate Blanchett, um, I think, has a real shot at probably yeah. the fourth spot. That's why I think it's it's the fifth one is kind of very much open because yeah. the other ones you mentioned, I'm not seeing enough momentum. Rita Moreno, I haven't heard that name in you know a month or two for, for what people think might get in, and she didn't get in SAG, right? Mm. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to just spitball this one a little bit because I don't have everything <laughs> in front of me. But I I think when I looked at stuff across the board, I thought Ruth Nega has a real shot at number five because again, Ann Dowd, I haven't seen her a lot. I don't think she was in SAG. Um, you know, she, th- that movie is more of a critical thing and yeah, more yeah. specifically a film Twitter thing. Uh, yeah, a big is. film Twitter thing. Yeah. yeah. So and good for them. It's a good movie. Um, so, and, and she's solid and weirdly enough, I, I thought it's, that movie has gone through so many permutations of who people like the most in that movie, mm. like of the four where they're like, yeah, all four of them are great, but this person's the best. I've heard all four of them listed at some point on film, Twitter or beyond mm. to, to say that they have a chance and, and nobody's really crystallized. Um, and then maybe they all cannibalized each other at the end of the day. I don't know, because um, they're all very strong in that movie. But I, to me, stock up on on Ruth Nega. We'll see how that bears out. Um, then we'll get into the two kind of like smaller categories. Hand of God uh, for, for Best International Film nomination at the Oscars. Stock up, stock down, David. Um, stock up for me. Um, nominated at Critics' Choice for Best Foreign Language Film. Uh, was nominated at the Golden Globes. It did lose to Drive My Car. But what is fascinating about this film, I think, is the BAFTA long list. Yeah. It does very. It does really well there, including on the long list. It's it's on the long list for original screenplay and most importantly, editing. Yes. Like for for me, that's a great sign of strength. The link between the editing categories and a, and a, and a, say a best picture or a best international um, feature at the Oscars, that, that editing is key. So it shows up really strongly on BAFTA long list, how well it does at BAFTA we'll have to see. Um, for me, it's a stock up um, on, on the hand of God. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite confident that it's a stock up, but it is a stock up for me. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I, I don't think this wins, but I think it is a solid in there in the five, uh, come Oscar Sunday, I think, you know, worst person in the world, Drive My Car, those movies have a much better chance at winning, Drive My Car being the the rising star of, of yeah. the whole kind of season here. But absolutely, I saw the same things you did. BAFTA really opened my eyes to maybe people loving this movie a lot more. And BAFTA, you know, kind of plays things, you know, recently kind of being more of a predictor, um, you know, a yes. lot of crossover. So to me... If that's what this says to me, where I said drive my car kind of went backwards because it has less uh, categories than the hand of God at BAFTA, uh, I I would think that another major show like that, drive my car, would have had to been bigger um, mm-hmm. for me to think that it was going to go all the way up to best picture nomination. But 
you know, this, I think it's, that's still going to win, but hand of God, I think is definitely in that five. It's basically been in the five for any show that has a five all the Mm -hmm. way through. So that is a solid, solid choice. So I think that's definitely nailed in there. Last one for us today, David, the Mitchells versus the machines. And this is a tough one for me because I like this movie quite a bit. Um, it was my number two of my, in my top five of the year for Netflix original films. Um, best animated feature win at the Oscars. Stock up, stock down for Mitchells versus the Machines. I'm going to say stock down. Um, it gets the Critics' Choice nomination and is on BAFTA long list. However, it wasn't even nominated at the Golden Globes, which is Shock. baffling baffling for me because um had an absolute blast listening to your top five episode andrew and actually my top five the mitchells versus the machines is number one. Oh, nice yeah um the power of the dog would be two don't look up three tick tick boom four and passing five mm. i absolutely love the mitchells versus the machines like i just think this is an incredible film yeah i think it's great i don't have children myself but i imagine it's great for children as an adult i loved it this film made me laugh out loud like a lot yeah um i could relate to it a lot but in terms of its oscars chances it's it's got to go up against some big hitters um and unfortunately it's a stock down but i'd love to say stock up because i really really love this movie yeah, I guess uh, I'm still going to say stock down the same. Yeah. Although overall, I, I'm sure you heard me say it on that top five thing. To me, this is a lot better than Luca and definitely better than Encanto. I thought those movies were good. They're not mm. great to me. I thought Mitchell's versus the Machine is great. And yeah. I love the frantic animated style that Lord and Miller <laughs> and crew bring. Um, and, you know, for all their success with spider-verse and and you know where we're going to see them probably right next year when spider-verse 2 comes out you know they're not going Mm. away sony is a major player and obviously with the power of netflix behind it i i think it's definitely going to be nominated but man i thought this was a very solid uh film choice for for if they if they were going to break the disney pixar barrier i thought this was the year for it and i don't know uh, where it stands because it needs a win badly, basically. Yes. Especially after that uh, Golden Globe uh, nomination that wasn't there. Uh, so Critics' Choice would have evened things out by now, but their show got pushed back. So now yes. you know you got the Annie Awards coming up on the 26th. Um, so definitely that's the one that you just need to look. And if you look at the nominations right now for the Annie Awards, the Animation Awards, I would say that they're nominated either as much or more than Encanto and Luca and some of these other ones. And in, especially in categories that really matter, like writing and mm, voice mm. acting and, and the actual, um, you know, like storyboarding, they're in all the categories. So to me, they're a very strong candidate to maybe come out of there as a surprise win um, and, and basically put their case on the map uh, for a win at the Oscars. So it's a stock down, but an optimistic, mm. hopeful outlook that they still have a chance to really put their stamp on this season before we get to the Oscars. So that's that's all I got for you, sir. And I appreciate you hanging on there. You know, Road to the Oscars, I'm sure, is coming up very soon, but this season mm. is so damn long again um, that, <laughs> that 
we're literally having this conversation and we're over two months away from yeah, the Oscars. Yeah. So we're probably going to have, you know, these conversations going on a lot uh, as we get mm. through. Whether my audience loves this or hate this, I don't know. Please tell me, um, you know, because I'm going to keep doing probably these episodes as the Netflix schedule is quite light at this point mm. until we get to like mid-February, March. So I'm going to, you know, try to keep things interesting. And, and definitely the Academy Awards and the awards season has been very interesting thus far, as you can see by we have so many differing opinions, but I think yeah. we kind of still see so like you said, so many balls in the air. So many things can change the race. <laughs> but the one thing that never changes is your ability to do a great job. So I appreciate you coming on, David. Uh, tell the people where they can uh, find you and listen to your excellent show. Yeah, uh, first thing to say is, Andrew, thank you for having me on. It's a blast as always. You're a good man. You're a great host. You're a, uh, um, a privilege to spend time with. So thanks very much for having me on. Uh, in terms of our show, just to say, Craig is taking a break from behind the mic as he's getting married later this year. So I just want to say on your show, congratulations to Craig. He is Same still here. a producer. Thank you. He is still a producer on the show. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Film Is Worth It. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. Just search for is it worth it the film review podcast alternatively you can find all our work on the website www.isitworthitpodcast.com and if i may briefly say that my road to the oscars series, uh, <laughs> series is coming back very very soon i've got guests like youtuber and oscars pundit max joseph the one and only you may have heard him andrew morgan <laughs> we're going to do a another deep dive into netflix i've got amy smith coming on i've got mike mike and oscar coming on to talk about the nominations um so if you like Oscars, I'd be honoured if you listened to, to that show. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for having me on, Andrew. It's been a blast as always. Yes, sir. I appreciate you and I appreciate you coming on. You always do an excellent job. And I echo uh, you know, your sentiments uh, about Craig. Uh, congratulations to him. My big mm. fear knowing anything about David and his uh, technology skills. I am glad to see Craig <laughs> stay on to produce. Uh, to help things move along smoothly. Um, not that I wouldn't have the utmost faith in you, but uh, I wouldn't need to see maybe a certification, a class, or, or something to, to prove Absolutely. that we were getting along there. So Spawn. <laughs> great job, man. Uh, we will talk to you soon, and I look forward to doing Road to the Oscars with you as well. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.